by the power of Ray Skull. That's a big twinkie. Welcome to another episode of the Zero Box Prize podcast, the podcast that serves you three scoops of pop culture. And uh, I got a special guest with me on today, man. Uh, a good friend of mine's and also a big Star Wars fan, my buddy Vinny Stella. Vinny, what's going on, brother? Hey, how are you, brother? What's going on? Uh, Oh man, you know we're just living in this in a COVID world still, but uh, you know we're just trying to survive, brother. You know. I hear you on that one. But um, obviously, Mandalorian keeping us sane over here, you know. <laughs> oh man, see, you just said that's the best segue ever, man. For everybody listening, man, uh, we are gonna get into the Mandalorian and Star Wars, and uh. My buddy Vinny, man, he's been a big Star Wars fan, knows a lot about Star Wars, so I figured, hey, man, I got to get him on the show. He knows what he's talking about, man, and boy, 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 is it me or is The Mandalorian, that show could be, like, just its own movie? Yeah, man, I mean, uh, I think um, what John Favreau has done with the show... Um, He's he's putting Star Wars back on the map for for everyone. He's keeping it alive. I mean, there's a lot of us that have been, you know, fans. I mean, I've been a fan since I was a little kid. You know, uh, Christmas. You know, Christmas just came. Uh, yes, you know, waking up. I have all the original action figures, and you know, I grew up watching the show, and I I want to pass that down to my my son and the younger generation. Um, you know, who are. Uh, you know, into Star Wars and into into all this stuff, and Mandalorian is is you know brings back the old movies and and you know that feeling. Bringing back that feeling is not easy, you know. No, yeah, definitely, man. And you, and you know what's crazy, John Favreau, man. Like, I remember John Favreau from oh, what was that classic movie from the '90s that he was in? Was it not Swing Kids? It was kind of like they were hanging out at bars, man. Like he. He was in those like independent Merrimax Dimension films a lot, man. Then obviously we yeah. see him in the Marvel, in the Marvel movies. Um, but then seeing him take over Star Wars is just yeah. amazing what he's done, and you know bringing in the different directors like you know Robert Rodriguez directed that episode where um, you know Boba Fett was just whooping ass, <laughs> you know all over the place. Uh, that that was just that that was just epic, man. But Definitely, yeah. listen, Disney Plus, man, they're going to keep getting a lot of subscribers, man. Their subscription is just going to keep going up and up and up. But I know that we are looking forward into season three. I know you are too, Vinny, so. Oh, I mean, Disney Disney is all about, you know, you know, bringing that feeling to the, the fans and, uh, you know, families and kids and stuff like that. I think them kind of picking up, um, you know, Star Wars and collabing with George Lucas and, you know, doing everything that they're doing, I think um, the future is going to be huge for Star Wars. And I think that was a good move on his behalf because, uh, you know, Disney's huge and it's always keeping things alive. <laughs> Bringing in all these, uh, you know, actors from the past and, uh, 
I thought that was, you know, a huge, huge part of the show. I mean, it brings back so much nostalgic, such a big nostalgic feeling to see, you know, um, especially uh, Michael Bine from, you know, who played Kyle Reese in uh, The Terminator, you know, seeing him in one of the episodes with, with Rosario Dawson. I mean, you, you know, you see guys like that and you're like, oh, shit, you know, like, I can't believe this guy, he's part of this, you know, where did they get him, you know, and uh I love seeing that these guys want to be part of it. They want to keep this 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 thing alive. They want to keep it going for the for the you know the sake of Star Wars and how big this really is. And they just by having them in it, it show it's showing how big of an impact it has on fans and everybody. No, definitely, definitely. Now, now I'm gonna be honest, and for all the listeners listening, like I didn't grow up that big on Star Wars, but I did over the last two three years dabble. <laughs> into the whole uh, history of Star Wars, and I became a huge fan. And The Mandalorian just made me a bigger fan right now, man. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, this is going to be an audio and video podcast, but I'm showing, I'm showing Vinny right now my Mandalorian figure. Uh, you know, I, I, had, I had to pick this guy up, man. You know, I had to put him in, in, in the collection. But, Vin, like, what about yourself? Like, when did you get involved into this whole... Star Wars franchise, like what got you into Star Wars? Well, um, you know, as a kid, my my dad, you know, uh, growing up, my dad was always big on, uh, you know, watching, you know, the original trilogies uh, like Indiana Jones, uh, Back to the Future, Alien. Um, Star Wars was definitely one of them. He was always, you know, watching. He's a big movie buff. So sci-fi was one of his favorites. You know, he loved horror. So uh, he always had it on. And as a kid, I'm always running, you know, I was running around doing my thing, but I would always stop in the living room and, and I would just be hypnotized by these movies, you know, the action. And then eventually, you know, I was like, you know, making the, the, the connection. I'm like, oh, you know, uh, Harrison Ford, he's Han Solo, but he's also Indiana Jones, you know? So it was, it was just sick to grow up and, and see that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm 32 years old, so I was born in the late 80s, so. I, you know, I was big on, on the Star Wars and then growing up, they, they made, they did the remake where they, you know, they, they brought the HD back and they kind of, you know, fixed the, fixed up the episodes, touched them up. I mean, personally, I love to see the originals. I'm, I'm into the eighties, you know, uh, special effects and, and stuff like that. You can definitely tell it's not as, as advanced, but, um, it definitely has a nostalgic feeling, but I, I grew up. You know, you know, with all the action figures and, um, you know, I was a big fan of, uh, you know, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Um, then they came out with, you know, The Phantom Menace and The Clone Wars, the prequels, which I did, think they did a great job with. And, um, you know, they came out with the new movies, which which are good, too. Um, you know, I, I, I was I'm not a huge fan of the new ones. Um, I, I, I do like them. I do think that they bring kind of like the feeling that I had as a kid to like the new generation, but um, I'm a very original guy, you know, and I think the Mandalorian brings that original feeling back, you know, um, yes. from, from that. And I, and I like to keep that. I like how they keep that, that original, you know, script going with Boba Fett coming back. I mean, in the comics, you know, they yep, talk about yep. him, you know, being alive and, uh, you know, crawling out of the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, when you see his armor, you know, on the, 
the first episode, um, you know, uh, the marshal, you know, when you see his armor right oh, away, you know, amazing things that they, you know, the Mandalorian pokes at you. It, that's what that's what draws you in. That's what keeps you like, oh, my God, like what's going to happen? You know, is Boba Fett going to come back? Is that just his armor? Um, you know, Grogu, everybody loves <laughs> Grogu. <laughs> the baby. It's like, where does all this tie in? You know, that's what. By that's the way, I, I know that 2020 has been a crazy year, but thank God for baby Grogu, man, because, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we, had, we had a little bit of cuteness going on this year, and, and it gave us. Uh, something to look forward to that that cute little baby man you know what's funny man watching the show he doesn't really say much he's just like meh, meh, like little little you know subtleties but it's it's just so cute man but Vinny, i want to bring up a topic because you, you you brought something really good up um you mentioned the prequels and like you you know i'm a fan of the originals i'm an 80s baby too love practical effects man like you know, these guys in the 70s, late 70s, when George Lucas was making the movies, like, they actually built these monsters, and you have, like, nine puppeteers controlling, like, one monster. You know, nothing beats that. But, um, you know, with the prequels, um, and we all know what happened, uh, Ryan Johnson, he directed, uh, what was it? Uh, not the last, not the last uh, Skywalker. Um, that was J.J. Abrams. What was the one before that again? Um, from the people prequels, the last oh, the, three. Oh, uh, Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ryan Johnson just just messed that all up, and J.J. Uh, Abrams, uh, uh, the, with the last Skywalker film, man, yeah. he had yeah. to fix just a bunch of stuff that was just yeah. like, you know, yeah. like, can you imagine? D Disney coming up to you and being like, Vinny, you're going to have to fix Star Wars. And now you have to fix all these plot holes, all these things that make no sense, man. And, you know, I, kudos to J.J. Abrams because I think he yeah, did the best job he could, man. You know, but it's just tough, man. Well, I think J.J. Abrams is definitely one of the best, um, you know, around uh, nowadays, definitely. Um, and the, the guy to do the job. And I, I just think, you know, they could have went, I mean, there was... The thing about Star Wars is it, 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 you can do so much with it. You know, it can go, they can go in any direction with it. And um, I think that they just, maybe with the new movies, I don't know if they were like, you know, a little overwhelmed. I mean, I know they wanted to bring, you know, a lot of new things into it. Um, I'm not sure if they were just, you know, incorporating a lot of politics into it. But, you know, the new characters, new role models, uh, Ray. You know, being a, a lead female role, which I loved, and I thought it was great. I mean, I was super excited when I saw the uh, the Force Awakens um, to see like these new characters, and you and you want to see you want to see the Star Wars universe. You want to see more. You want to see more characters. You want to see more planets. You want to see more more species out there. And um, you know, I think they could have. You know, I think that they. You know, J.J. Abrams, he had to fix it because I just think that they were overwhelmed with which way they could have went with the script. I don't think they had a good idea of, like, how we should do this. I think I think it's like when you have so much on your plate, you're not sure where to start and you're not sure where to finish. And you need a guy like J.J. Abrams to kind of, like, organize everything. Nah, definitely, you know, definitely. I think that's, that's why they brought him into it because he's he's good at doing that. No, definitely. Yeah. I, I, de I def definitely but, um, agree, agree with you. 
Yeah. Um, so so like let's recap. <clears throat> Go ahead. No, what I want to do is I wanted to recap with you. And for everybody listening, uh, spoiler, spoiler alert, if you have not seen the last episode of The Mandalorian, then stop listening to this right now. <laughs> but um, that's right. Yeah, man, I want to recap with you this last episode. So, like, first of all, epic, 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 epic. I was crying like a high school girl going on her first date, man, when I saw this episode. I yep. was yep. livid, man, <laughs> livid, man. Like, I, I, I was, I just had tears, just, just tears coming down my eyes. But, but, but let's let's recap this for for a second. So, in this episode, they hijack. Um, what was it like? One of the space, uh, one of the, one of the one of the spaceships, right? It was yeah. like they, they hijack it so they can try to get with uh, uh, Gideon. Yeah. yeah, Moff Gideon. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. Now, now well, it's, that was the main ship. It was it was almost like you know uh, Grand Tarf with with a with a star destroyer. You know, they all have like their main ship that they they travel on, and that was definitely his. You know. <clears throat> That he definitely had a pimped out ride with that spaceship, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it was a BMW spaceship or a Mercedes, but <laughs> yeah, looks, Gideon is a G. Hell, it really did. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's pimped out on that ride, man. But um, yeah. So they hi they hijack it, and then listen. I gotta say this, man. I've never seen this in a Star Wars movie ever. But when uh, what's her name? Um, Cara Dune has the guard yep. and you know the guards talking all this smack like yeah i blew up your planet what you gonna do about it you know and then all of a sudden she just shoots him in the face <laughs> <laughs> straight g unit gorilla style i was just like okay am i watching star wars or boys in the hood because like i've never seen <laughs> you know like i've never seen something like oh, that like oh yeah man i mean i think that's just the element of yeah I think that's just the element of surprise that the directors wanted to bring to the show and and just show that um you know any anything can happen at any 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 given moment <laughs> you know did you catch Mandel's face when she shot him in the face? He was just like, God damn <laughs> like he, he yeah. was even surprised like that he shot yeah. him in the face like I wasn't even expecting that man um well, but I then mean, we get you know there's a way of the Mandalore you know the Mandalore and the the way the Mandalorians and and then this episode just goes to show that you know you got to break some rules and and that's just the the Star Wars galaxy. <laughs> you yeah, got to do what you do to get you get the job done. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I was just I, I was just surprised by that, but it was awesome. So now they get into the ship and uh, listen, man. Let me just say this, man. Those Death Troopers. Now. When the Death Troopers were first introduced in that episode where, you know, Boba Fett comes and little baby Gro Grogu, you know, he's trying to send a signal to a Jedi. Yeah. I don't know about you, but when those Death Troopers showed up on that episode and they were flying down, it kind of reminded me of the Sentinels from X-Men. I was like, wait a minute, I'm getting X-Men vibes here. Like, it's Storm yep. going to come out or something? Like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Disney, I know you own Marvel, too, so come on, man. You're going to mix it up here, but... Yeah, man, oh, these, yeah. these Death Troopers are insane. Now, I don't know about you, but did you get, like, Terminator vibes when that one Death Trooper came out and was punching Mando in the face? Oh, definitely. That gave me that gave me a Terminator vibe all day. I mean, 
that's that signature uh, Schwarzenegger right there, you know, just pummeling and going in there and just <laughs> just ready to destroy, you know, no no questions asked. <laughs> they were they, I mean, those those they were straight droids, you know. They were there was no that, that was it, and that I think that was a new. I mean, they do have droids in like you know the Clone Wars, obviously, and stuff. Um, just to bring out those straight droids, they were they were scary. They were actually scary, you know. The Skynet vibes were there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know? I, I was waiting for the T one thousand to come out, man. Liquid, liquid, uh, endoskeleton, man. Like, what the hell's going on here? That would have been amazing. It definitely brought uh, a lot of fear to the episode. Uh, like, how the hell, you know? Thank God he he was wearing the the pure Beskar because you know his armor is pretty much indestructible, you know. Because um, oh, if he wasn't yeah, man, uh, that, I think that episode would have ended a little differently. <laughs> oh yeah, man. He 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 might need a couple of Tylenols after <laughs> getting oh, pummeled yeah. like that, man. But I think, I let think me it definitely you. set it up for uh, you know obviously the finale of the show, just setting it up, just showing that those things are pretty. You know, no, de uh, definitely. But have they had depth troopers before another um Star Wars um stories or anything, Vinny? Have you heard of those before? The depth troopers this is the first time I see these. I don't know if they've been introduced before. Or I this think so. I think that that I think in the last couple episodes, that's when I. I mean, that's when I started seeing them. Um, you know, having those. You know, they're. It's almost like a new, new generation of droids that they they created and they were able to create and uh it was almost like they were fueled up um just like when they went in that episode with bill burr they went to that facility and then you know they were carrying all that um the cargo that was that, that's what they needed to power up the ship most most mostly to power up the, the death droids because those things were just uh indestructible you saw in the episode how they kind of like get powered up and uh, that was it. They went off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, like th this episode was definitely crazy, man. Now I gotta say this though, because I I did not expect this. So when Moff Gideon, after you know Mando fights the uh, Death Troopers, and he goes in, he sees Groku, little baby Yoda, looking. Oh my God, poor little guy. Can somebody feed him or something with those little shackles he had? <laughs> the little baby cups, man. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, when Moff Gideon out of nowhere takes out that dark saber and just starts smashing him with him, like yeah, that was that was pretty epic, man. Like it, it was it was a pretty hardcore fight right there, man. Like like he Moff Gideon, I got a lot of dark Vader vibes from him. I, I I don't know. What do you feel about that? Moff Gideon, I mean, he, he you know he's the villain that we all want. You know, he's the, he's that villain that we. We know it's going to take a lot of uh, firepower to take him down, and uh, I thought it was—I thought it was amazing. And um, you know, the, the dark saber uh, history behind all that, you know, and significance to every episode. Um, even the Beskar um, sword that that um, the Mandalorian had—I mean, if he didn't have that, ultimately, Moff Gideon would have would have probably taken him down. <laughs> um, I mean, he has all that Beskar uh, armor. To protect him but the fact that he had that pure beskar uh spear like that long sword spear you know he was using that to defend himself which which you know which i love because it connects you to all other episodes 
I mean, thank God he went in, met Rosario Dawson, and they went and overthrew that facility, and uh, he ended up getting that that sword. So. Yeah, de- definitely. Now, here's one thing I want to talk about. So the Dark Saber, Vinny, you know, in so from what I heard that it was created by a, a Jedi slash Mandalorian, and then the Saber was passed down from generations. Um, I know that it was in the Clone Wars, um, and then from the Clone Wars, it was passed down to Bogotan. But, um, you know, I haven't seen the Clone, the Clone Wars series yet, but was that introduced in the Clone Wars? The dark saber um i wasn't you know kind of like you i mean i've seen some of the, the clone wars so i'm not you know i'm not exactly familiar with the with the cartoon um you know series that they came out i don't know if it was brought up or not in in the clone wars i know that it was something passed down and i know the significance of it is to to we to wield the dark saber you you have to beat somebody in combat you know and uh, yeah, I think a lot of power behind it, you know, and in and, and it has you know it's passed down to the you know Mandalore and all that stuff. So um, it was it was I think it was great seeing that, you know, and uh, you know now now the Mandalorian has it, and whoever wants to get it from him, <laughs> pretty much the only way to get it is to win it in combat, which I think is a huge huge thing for the next season. Um, yeah, could be a huge significance for the for the next season. Um, yeah, yeah, and you know I want to talk about that because like then we see Mando get the dark saber. They walk into the ship into the main hall of the ship, and uh, he's gonna give Bogaton the dark saber. He's like, "Look, here you go. Like you already helped me. I had to get my baby back. I'm I'm back being a father. Like here, this is what you want to take it." And you know Moff Gideon's like. Pfft. She can't just take that like that. Like, she's going to have to, like, fight you, you know? And you can tell that Mando's like, man, forget this. I'm not trying to fight. Like, you know, I got I got my baby. I got to go pay these diaper bills. Like, nah, I'm all set, <laughs> you know? And, like, she didn't, she didn't, she didn't want to take it. And he was just like, take it, take it, take it. And I don't know. I felt like Mando doesn't want to have that responsibility of, like, being a ruler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he's just got, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, um, you know, originality, you know, they have to stick to and certain ways that they believe in and stuff like that. But I don't think Mando, I think, you know, you know, he starts off with a certain purpose in the beginning of the season. You know, he's just a bounty hunter and he's looking for jobs. And then I think that going through his whole journey without throughout the whole Mandalorian series, by the end, he realizes that. He, he has a bigger purpose than that. He, he doesn't want to just rule in one spot or have all this power that he, he kind of like better than that. I mean, you know, you know, spoiler alert, he, you know, he takes off his mask and, you know, you see the emotion with him and Grogu. And I think he realizes, you know, in the beginning, he's just like, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with this kid. You know what I mean? Uh, right, I, right, I right. That responsibility. And towards the end, you know, he's got a love for the kid. And, uh, you know, uh, the, you know, the dark saber, he, he doesn't care about stuff like that. He's realizing that his purpose is bigger than that. And there's more things to care about in this, in the universe than, than just ruling Mandalore. You know, he's ready to give that up. That, that's the last thing on his mind. He's like, you can just take it. I forfeit, <laughs> you know, like you don't, have yeah. to beat, you don't have to beat me in combat. I, 
I submit. Here you go. Just take it because, you know, he, does, he doesn't want that. So. No, definitely, man. Um, so, you know, she doesn't want to take the dark saber and Moff Gideon looks at them and it's like, you know, the only people that are going to get out of this ship is myself and the baby and then the death troopers come and they're smashing through the hall trying to get in now Vinny, who did you think was going to come to their side because like we all know that baby yoda was you know in that last episode trying to send out a signal to a jedi to come help uh, did you really think it was who you thought it was well first of all that's that's the nature of the show which i think uh, my favorite thing about this show is, is uh, every episode starts off completely off subject. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, right. You almost forget about Grogu uh, reaching out. Um, what Ahsoka tells him to go to that, you know, planet and, and go to that little uh, uh, spot on the mountain and to reach out. And then, you know, she mentions that a Jedi will feel his presence, and a Jedi will um, sooner or later reach out to Grogu and you know that's how he'll know that he chose the way to be trained as a you know in the Jedi arts and just continue doing that and and with everything going on you you completely forget about that you know you you kind of like oh shit Grogu got captured by the death droids you know and uh you know and then you get to that episode and you know obviously you see the X-Wing fly in and oh, I mean there's a million things going through my mind you know is that a Vinny, i actually paused the show i actually paused it got to the screen and i was trying to see the red stripes if i can see the red stripes on the x-wing and i, I was like okay i i can't see him I, I don't know who this is like like you know is it ahsoka tana and a lot of people were thinking it was uh uh kyle kestis from the jedi falling order game on the ps4 like people were wondering like who who is this person? Like, who can it be? Because remember, they're grabbing everything from each canning of the Star Wars universe. Like, they're grabbing yeah. all these characters, yeah. man. And it's like, it just yep. had you on the edge of your seat. So, so we see this person come out of the X-Wing with a cloak. And, you know, I'm in my seat just shaking and trembling. Like, oh my God, who can this be, man? And then we see the glove. When you yep. saw that glove in the hand, what was your reaction, Vinny? I just want to know how you were feeling, because I know you told me you were watching it with your brother, but when you saw those that glove, what <laughs> were you thinking at that time? I don't I don't think I think I was just so like concerned about the death troopers beating through the door. And uh I was like, how I was like, how are they gonna get out of this one? I was like, there's no way if these death troopers make it through the door, there's no way in hell that they are going to get the hell out of there in one piece. There's just no way. And then, you know, I saw the X-Wing and I, you know, I kind of, uh, uh, you know, Ahsoka, I thought, I, I assumed it was her, like maybe she had an X-Wing on that planet. So I was like, oh, maybe she's showing up. She changed her mind. She's kind of neutral. It's like she didn't really want anything to do with training Grogu and stuff. When I saw the black cloak, I didn't immediately think uh, who it was originally. But right. when I saw green lightsaber that's when i was like i started putting it obviously i put everything together like that's right this takes place right after return of the jedi you know right right so it, right it makes sense that he 
you know, and but for them to go into to that direction to to bring back something from the past, it draws everything together. It, it connects this series that happened after they created the prequels and after they created the you know uh, seven eight nine, um, and it, and it just the fact that it brought drew, drew back all the way to the turn of the Jedi. Connecting everything is the most amazing thing that John Favreau and all the directors and producers and George Lucas could have done with the show, honestly, in my opinion. And seeing Luke, that was mind-blowing because it just, he's, he's, a, he's a Jedi at this point. He's a full Jedi. He came out of Return of the Jedi. They blew up the Death Star. Um, you know, and it's almost like, he knew this whole time this was going on. When Grogu oh, yeah. the mountain and he was connecting with the Force, yep, and yep. he, you know, who, who, who did we think would, would be the one to connect with him? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean Grogu sent him a text message like, yo, I'm over here, bro. <laughs> yep. come, come pick me yep. up, man. What the hell? Where, where the hell you at, man? Yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I, I lost it because, like, and how cute was Grogu when he was going to the screen to the Vader monitor and he's just, like, trying to touch it because he senses the Force. Now, Vinny, there's this thing called Jedi sensitivity, and those Death Troopers, they felt it because did you see how they turned around when Luke ended up coming in? Like, they all turned knowing that something was there. Like, they sensed something. And they all turn, and I, I keep hearing about Jedi sensitivity or Force sensitivity, and like, you know, oh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know if these Death Troopers could sense it, but they all turned around right away, and then we get this epic, epic, just slicing and dicing through all these Death Troopers, man. Like, like, were you just jumping up and down as you're watching this, bro? It was almost, it was, it was probably as exciting as the end of Rogue One. Yes, which I have to yes. say is my favorite of the the new movies that they've created. Yes. But off subject, he at the end of. I mean, that is his father. <laughs> he <laughs> almost he almost possesses that that dark power that Darth Vader had. I mean, he's wearing all black. He's got the he's got the fake hand. Just like Darth Vader, I mean, he went off. It was, it was, it wasn't just like the Jedi power. He was, I mean, he was using the Force to crush those droids. Those oh. droids were basically indestructible before Luke showed up. Oh my God! And the way he crushed that last one. Crumble. Yeah, seeing those droids crumble to nothing from Luke shows how powerful he is, and he was there for one reason and one reason only. And to uh, just take Grogu under his, you know, as his apprentice. And that's it, man. I mean, oh. that was that. So, I mean, my jaw was to the floor. And that's still, like, still thinking about it. They couldn't have done it any better. Any oh, better. I, I, I hands down agree with you, man. And it's funny because, like, we see him take off his cloak and we see his face. And obviously it was, uh, you know, CGI, digitally, uh um computer generated man and uh you know it's funny because like ad adults like our parents 
who were in their 30s, who are our late 20s that went to go see Star Wars, and now they're watching this, and they're probably like in their late 50s or 60s, and they're like, oh my god, look at Luke. Like, like they're, they're bringing him back. And us, growing up with these films, we're like, this is this is amazing. Like, like, like I, I, I lost it, man. And the saddest thing, man, is, you know, Mando has to make the choice. Like, okay, here you go. He's giving him you know, Grogu, and Grogu doesn't want to go. He keeps holding on to him. And Luke tells him, like, you got to tell him to go. And it was just like, oh. Like, how did you that's, feel? That's, like, that's Disney. That's Disney hitting you in the fields, bro. Uh, <laughs> that's Disney uh, hitting you in the fields, man. The combination of, of everything and then, and then Disney throwing that in there. I mean, you've seen, you've seen Coco and you've seen all those Disney movies. That's Disney hitting you in the feels right there. But oh. back back to what you were saying about yeah. like the, the old generation seeing Luke. Let me tell you something. My dad is 66 years old. And when he when I first saw him after watching that episode, that's the first thing he said to me. He was like a little kid, extremely excited. He's like, did you see Luke? That was it. That's all wow. he said to me. It was insane. He, he was like, he was like, wow. He's like, that that made his that made his whole year. <laughs> wow. And I don't wow. See it. That was just insane. And then, you know, just bringing in, you know, you 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 end up loving all these characters, man. I mean, you end up loving, you know, the Mandalorian. You 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 see the emotion come from him. And uh that scene right there definitely hits you in the feels, you know. <laughs> now, you mean, know, you, you they have a bond. You know, they have a bond. Um, I mean, I mean, it's crazy just hearing it from your dad, you know, and he's 66. Like, wow, like, look at what they did. It's almost like your dad's like, hey, you know what? This is bringing me back, back to the days when I was a bachelor and I was just, like, having fun and, you know, drinking my beers and going to, like, Motley Crue concerts. <laughs> you know, like, like, <laughs> like it, it, it hit him in that way, man. And listen, like, one of the funniest things I think was... Groku did not want to go, but as soon as R2-D2 came out and R2 was talking to him, Vinny, like, obviously, they didn't have any uh, subtitles, but, you know, <laughs> in my mind, I I'm picturing what R2 is telling him, like, like, bro, where the fuck you been at? Like, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. we've, been, we've been looking for you all around the galaxy, man. Look, this happened, and it did you know that Anakin was his father? Yeah, yeah, and Groku must have been like, wait, what? Like, like... <laughs> They're just catching up, like, dude, we gotta get back on this spaceship. We got Netflix on it. We got HBO yep. Max. Yep. <laughs> well, I think, I think, I think enough. Like, the, my initial reaction to that also was, um, you know, that the fact that they kind of mentioned that that Grogu was part of the Jedi Council at one point. You know, he was probably. Now that you watch like Episode Two, Attack of the Clone. When you see like Obi Wan go to the Jedi Temple, and you see all the little kids training, and you see all the different species that children you know you know obviously order six six you know anakin goes goes crazy and he, he kills he he takes out all the younglings i mean somehow some way if Grogu was there which which they confirmed that he was part of that jedi council you know those children he got out of it you know they knew yeah. they knew about him yeah i mean he him being on that mound was his distress signal the text message that he sh he sent to Luke, you know, he reached out 
to the force and and he's like i'm right here this is where i am and that's exactly how luke was able to connect the dots show up right when they needed him if he didn't show up game over bro <laughs> oh yeah yeah game over everybody would have been would have been would have been slaughtered like, like oof, it would it would have been a bad scene man but yeah, man, like, like, oh, this, this episode, you know, it's funny, I, I went online uh, on Facebook and, you know, Instagram, and I saw fathers literally, like, typing, like, I just went to go pick up my son from school right now just to hug him, or, like, I gave my son yeah. a, a kiss, like, in the, ch you know, oh, like, like, it. yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> because, because, you know, you know, you're, you're a father, Vinny, and, you know, like, like, you know, being a dad or a parent, you know, letting go of something that you love and you've been with, you know, and this is like your child, man, you know, like baby Yoda was Mando's kid. Like they went on all these adventures and he taught him a bunch of stuff. I don't, I, I don't care how big or tough you are. I mean, if you, you know, if you got love for Star Wars and you have a kid at home, you know, you, you, you were the Mandalorian and your kid was, was Grogu. <laughs> that's, how, <laughs> that's how I felt. And I, how I felt. That's how I felt throughout the whole. That's how you know uh, my son. My son Blake. He he he's Grogu. You know I'm. You know he's he's with me all the time. I'm I'm his protector. You know through every episode, you've always had that anxious feeling like if Grogu was in danger, it's like you got to protect him. <laughs> you you got to. You know, so so seeing that ending, um, it was definitely a hard uh, thing to see, but but it was reassuring to see that Grogu was going with Luke and, and R two. You you know he's in good hands. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, know? definitely, man, definitely. And, and you know, now I feel like all the wrongs were set to right after watching The Mandalorian, and I feel like. I, right now, all I have to do is watch the first three movies, watch Mandalorian, and I'm all set. Now, the prequels, they look yeah. pretty good, you know? Like, if you want to watch the prequels, you can watch yeah. the prequels. But I tell people, hey, watch the first three movies, watch Mandalorian. Everything will fit in, you know, right in place. But, oh, yeah. okay. I mean... You have, to, you have to do it in that order. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, definitely. There's a certain order we grew up with, you know? A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Those are the three movies... You need to start with. <laughs> it might confuse a couple people because it's not in the, the the correct order, but that that's how you do it. <laughs> oh, you know? oh yeah, oh oh, most definitely, man. When you're a kid, that's it's how like watch. <laughs> that's how Blake's <laughs> gonna watch it. I'm gonna be like, all right, we're watching New Hope. And he's gonna be asking me a ton of questions. I'll be like, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you gotta start them young, man. You you gotta start them young. Uh, Vinny, where do you think they can go from here now? Like after this episode, and we saw the ending, the the bonus clip at the end. It was um, Boba Fett goes back to uh, Jabba, um, Jabba's palace, right, and he ends up taking the throne. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we all know there's going to be a Boba Fett show coming uh, next year. But where do you see the Mandalorian going now? Like, where can they take this now? Like. Well, that, that, that's that's the thing that I like about the season finale the most. Um, they they created, um, a, you know, it's like an empty book now. They could they could go literally in any direction that they want with it. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to go 
where you know the new the new to like the new movies. I mean, if you're if you're a fan of the new movies, that that's that, that's great. If you're if you're not, then this this is great too because this just leaves it open for whatever they can go. I mean, I know there's going to be so many spinoffs and of, of originality, you know, original episodes of, uh, you know, Ahsoka Tano and, um, you know, Boba Fett's going to have his own show. The Mandalorian's going to have its own, you know, and I think that they, they're going to have a way of just continuing what they, what they did with these two seasons. Um, just drawing lines and connecting the Star Wars universe, but also opening us up to new, new characters and, um, Disney's gonna throw in the feels. We're gonna we're gonna feel it too. You know the emotion that they bring into it and um, the nostalgic feeling from the past. I mean, they they can just start new. They could start fresh now. It's it's just a fresh ending to to a start of a fresh beginning, and that's what I love about the ending of um, the Mandalorian season. Because now, I mean, they could they can make a show about Luke training Grogu. Um, they can make, you know, they can make a show about, you know, there could be some, some more. They can, they can go to like the comics. I mean, the com, you know, the comics and the books. I remember as a kid going to the bookstore, and they had all these like Star Wars books. You know, um, you know, they, they, they it, it was, it was almost confusing to me because it was like, this, this had a story of they, these guys coming in and these guys coming in, and it had nothing to do with like the dark side, but it had something to do with like a different generation or a different species. They can, they can literally do whatever the hell they want to do with it, which, which I love. And I'm sure the fans are going to put their input. Like I want, I want to see this. I want to see that. I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. It's just oh. gonna, it's, 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 it's great. I think it's great. Oh man, you, you, you just hit the nail on the head, man. Like with the possibilities are everything. And, you know, yeah. like, like what, what, what I see is okay. Mando's gonna go do his thing. We're gonna watch the Boba Fett show. We're gonna see what's going on with that. Um, something's uh, Cara Dune. Obviously, she's gonna go off and do whatever she has to do. Uh, Bogatan, whatever, and it's gonna be something that connects the Boba Fett show, the Mandalorian, and wherever they go to. Even a Luke, a Luke show training Baby Grogu. It's gonna come down to some epic. Thing that's gonna happen in the galaxy where everybody's gonna have to come together one last time and stop some big force because we didn't really see what happened to um Moff Gideon because at the end uh he was he he, he was just in he, he got captured you know and uh Kara Doom was gonna take him with him so who knows who knows where this can go maybe Moff Gideon escapes and something happens or yeah, you know yeah. whatever I mean the possibilities are endless right now and oh my god Thank you, John Favreau, for you know just putting in the work for us because we definitely needed this, man. Killing it, killing it, killing, killing it. it. I think he 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 was um he he bring balance to the to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind the force. <laughs> he brought John Favreau. John Favreau gave balance to the force, and he gave balance to all our lives. Finally, man. Oh my he god. Balance. He gave balance to 2020. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hashtag serial box prize podcast. John Favreau gave balance to 2020. You know, I I think I think that's gonna be the title of this episode. Star Wars. John Favreau gave balance to 2020, man. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, just just amazing, man. Look for everybody listening, man. Uh, listen, 
I watched this episode three times in a row already. I might watch it one more time. I mean, it, 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 it's just epic. If you have not seen The Mandalorian, you know, check out The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Disney is going to be making Booga Bucks. I'm pretty sure there's going to be more subscribers subscribing to their um, streaming streaming service after this. So, um, Then, before we go, and this was a special bonus episode of Zero Box Price Podcast because I, I had to get my thoughts out for this Mandalorian show. Um, obviously, you've been a fan, you know, since you were a kid. Uh, you know, you collected toys. Um, as a toy collector myself, uh, as you can see in the background, I have a shelf full of toys. Um, what is your favorite Star Wars action figure? Um, I... I think I think that um, growing up, I mean, I, I had like I, you know I had the Millennium Falcon, I had the ships, I had all the original action figures. Um, you know, I love I'd love to like just play with the toys and act out like all the scenes from the movies. Um, any anything that comes with a ton of accessories, I think that the most fun that I had with the action figures was actually the the speed bike. Um, the speed bikes from uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, the fact that you can, like, you know, you can race them, and then if you press a little button on the back, it launches the guy right off it. Oh, sweet, <laughs> sweet. Bro, those toys, like, I remember just had, you know, my dad had to keep buying them over and over again. Like, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, crashing them into the wall and just, you know, you just, it's, it's destruction. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm gonna go on eBay right now and see if I can find me one of those, man. Oh, those are sweet. I remember yeah. those actually, man. That's that's a good toy. That that that's actually a good one, Ben, man. Yeah, yeah. I had the most. I have to say, out of all the toys and action figures that I had, those were the ones that I had the most fun with. Because uh, as a kid, I mean, you know, in Return of the Jedi, when they're on Endor and they're racing, you know, the ra- Luke and Leia is like chasing after the speed bikes. I mean that that scene hyped me up as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I oh man! Out, like I, I wish I could ride on those. The closest thing would be like a motorcycle, you know. <laughs> oh my god! I know. Can you imagine if you had a motorcycle and then like you, you just press it and it's like a speeder, like a Star Wars speeder? Like what the hell? <laughs> that would be insane, man. But listen, Ben, man, listen. We this was fun, man. I had to get you. Yeah. On the show, this will probably not be the first time, or the second, or the third. You know, I'm bringing you on on the cast, yeah. man, because yeah. you know there's a bunch of stuff that I'm working on. We'd love to have you on uh, further episodes, but uh, man, it's true what you said. John Favreau, he brought balance to the force. He brought balance to uh, 2020. This has been a crazy year. You know, it really didn't feel like it was Christmas. I don't know. It's like it feels like Florida right now yeah, yeah. in New England <laughs> and I was about to go come out of my Daisy Dukes <laughs> you know so yeah, um, yeah. but yeah man de- definitely everybody check out Mandalorian on Disney Plus uh, guys check out Serial Box Bright Podcast on YouTube don't don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe check out Serial Box Price Podcast on Anchor.fm uh, once you go on there, it's going to give you all the links you can listen to our episodes. You can check out Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, before we go, uh, 
Vin, is there anything else you want to say to the listening public before we get out of here? Uh, may the force be with you. <laughs> uh, no, there you go. Know, just, um, yeah, just keep listening, man. I mean, I love, I love discussing um, everything that's going on. I mean, we got to keep this movement going, keep the fans, you know, up, up and coming with, with, with the shows. And, uh, you know, I mean, I wish we could have our podcast running all the time because the, the talks that we have on the daily about oh. this kind of thing is amazing. And just, you know, the, you know, every week that you and I see an episode and, oh. we're meet and uh, just connecting the dots and, and talking about you know uh, all these all these connections and uh it's it's exciting stuff man i mean you know it's been a tough pandemic and having to stay in all the time but a show like this man it just keeps it keeps it exciting keeps it keeps you keeps your mind busy uh keeps you in a positive place and i think that's the biggest thing about this show um keeping people uh from from going too crazy going to the dark side you know definitely man and with that i want to thank everybody for listening i want to thank my special guest Vinny stella um thank you Vinny, for being on the on the show and uh like Vinny said man it stops you from being to the dark side take it easy everybody we'll see you on the next show